Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. This is John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard, and you are listening to The Gin Lounge at GameIndustry.com. So, konnichiwan, everybody, because today's show is all about Japan. Now, when you think about Japan, Japan more or less was the birthplace of our industry in the game industry. I mean, not technically. I guess it depends on how you look at it. But certainly in terms of profitability and mainstream acceptance, the, with the Atari 2600, uh, the Japan was really the beginning of, of where – uh, games started to become mainstream, at least in the U.S., and I assume also in, in Europe. And for years, Japan has just been sort of like this shining beacon, this vanguard, and everything that Japan did was cool, and everybody in other markets tried to follow suit. Lately, that has been really taking a nosedive, and I didn't even realize how bad the situation was. Actually, Shella brought it to my attention. Um, but apparently, both uh, we have two people in the lounge today, Shella and Todd, and both of them have been heavily into trying to get to the uh, what's called the Japanese import market. Basically, these are games that are released in Japan, are popular in Japan, but for whatever reason don't get translated into the U.S. and don't get translated to Europe. And there are ways that we can find to still be able to play these games. Uh, but lately, they haven't really been bothering too much because Japan hasn't really been putting out anything that cool. But let me welcome our two guests today. So, Todd, uh, welcome to the to the lounge today. Thank you. And Shella, always a pleasure to have you back in the lounge after a long hiatus. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Shella's been on one of her uh, many, many vacations. Actually, Shella just recently, well, fairly recently, uh, returned from a trip to Japan. So it will be interesting to see um, what type of uh, influence the game industry you, you saw there when you were actually in the, the heart of the beast. <laughs> but let me let me start with Todd. Todd, now you, I know, are really into the, really, or used to be into these import games. Can you explain to our readers, like, w- what we're talking about and what you've done over the years to be able to play these games that are just uh, local for Japan? Yeah, what I used to do is, uh, I used to subscribe to a magazine called Electronic Gaming Monthly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they event. Eventually, it's going to be resurrected under a new publisher. But they used to have listings for all these games from Japan that I was really looking forward to getting. And most of the time, uh, they did not come over here to the U.S. It really got bad when the uh, Sega Saturn was released because near the end of of its lifespan, short as it was, uh, Sega's president at the time, an individual named Bernie Stoller. (laughs) I've heard his name a few times. (laughs) Yeah. Mostly of disdain, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, mostly from you. Yeah. Well, he decided. Uh, he decided that quote the Saturn was not our future. And in doing that, uh, there were a lot of games that were based in Japan because in Japan the Saturn was a rather popular system. Um, there were like, I mean, like they released a, an arcade perfect version of X Men versus Street Fighter. Okay. Which all came out here to the PlayStation only, but it was heavily crippled because of the memory constraints of the of the PS1. Mm. Not to mention that it was not a good 2D system. Basically, you couldn't do the tag team mode that made that game so great. But the Saturn version came out with a 4-meg memory card that you put in your system. 
and allowed you to play it on that. So, so how did you end up playing it in the United States, the version that you wanted to play? What I had to do is I imported it. Okay, and what does that mean? I had, basically, uh, I go to a store that specializes in importing video games from Japan. I mean, the only catch for it is usually a, a standard game at the time costs about 50 bucks. Right. Imports usually go about 70 or 80. Wow. <laughs> X-Men vs. Street Fighter went for about 90 because of the memory card. <laughs> but I had, not only did I have to um, get that from my Saturn, I also had to get a converter cart that allowed me to pass the uh, U.S. lockout system on, on the Saturn. And that game is a card as well because the Saturn was – you were able just to put that in. It will overwrite the lockout procedure and allow you to play – Put a Japanese disc in your Saturn and play without any problems. Now these lockout systems—they're basically designed so you don't buy a game in one region and take it to another. It's kind of like regional encoding on the DVDs these days. That's exactly what it is. Okay. So. Um, it's a complete pain. <laughs> <laughs> now. That's what I miss about the uh, Dreamcast. It had no regional lockout. Nice. Now, Shelley, you also did this type of thing, and to, to get. The yeah, I mean, yeah, because. Todd said it um, for the Dreamcast, of course, because I'm in a different region. Um, we um, I imported games from Japan um, for the Dreamcast. Um, I went on eBay. I went through a massive phase of um, importing stuff for the Dreamcast, um, mm. and I eventually I bought a Japanese machine. And then I could just buy whatever I wanted and play it on that. Well, that's smart. Just um, get get a machine that thinks it's in Japan and then play anything you want on it. Yeah, How would that, exactly. work? How would that work where you are? Because um, the Japanese video market uses the NTSC format. Don't you guys use um, um Yeah, but um, I just used to do the, um, have a converter thing and a step-down on the uh. machine. Yeah, so it, um, it it wasn't a problem with um, playing it on my on my TV or anything. It was just a problem with the sort of conversion of the power because obviously, uh, um, yeah. yeah. So I needed a step down so it didn't blow the machine up when I plugged <laughs> it in. <laughs> yeah, that's all you needed. Or maybe, yeah, exactly. or maybe you just have to play the game really, really fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, this is guys. This Sonic game is great. And and Shella, what kind of game? What kind of games um, were you importing? What, what kind of game? What was so innovative in Japan that you what 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 were some of the titles that you were getting that that you weren't able to get um, locally? Well, I know for, for one, Animal Crossing. It took an absolute age for that to get to Europe. <laughs> Um, because it was a sort of social um, style game where you had to go and talk to all the people in the town, um, there was the thing with regionalization because we couldn't. It was, it's okay for us in the UK because obviously we could just have the American um, version and they could just sell it in our region. But because we're part of Europe, we had to. We couldn't have it until everybody else had had it, and because there's like what whatever it is, 20 languages or something, we had to, um, it took absolutely ages, so I got that for the, the GameCube, um, and yeah, there was a disc that you put in before you play the game, and then you sort of lift the lid and take it out and put the game in, and it tricks it into thinking that it's um, from the right region. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. Wow. It- and then eventually it came, 
over and it was just like hooray <laughs> it, yeah, yeah there were all sorts of yeah all sorts of game geeks were just like give us animal crossing <laughs> yeah because because you british people can speak american you just have to do it with uh with you just exactly. just have to we use have to a little bit of stu- yeah exactly <laughs> you know drop a little bit of the proper english and uh and you know, you'll be able to do it <laughs> so um now that was obviously we're talking about uh, things that happened in the past. Lately, um, neither one of you have really been into the into the import market because uh, Japan apparently, and and again, I I almost have to apologize for not knowing this, but uh, J- Japan has really not been a, a robust market anymore. I, I'm not I'm not sure what the problem is, uh, but um, Shella had sent some articles over to read uh, for me to read before the show, and. Uh, I was looking at them, and uh, the U.S. market, of course, is ten times the size of the Japanese market, which isn't too surprising given the differences in population. But uh, a surprising thing was that the the Europe for the first time by the end of this year, people are thinking the European market might become number two, and Japan will drop to third, which is like terrible. It's not the European yeah. market, the UK. Oh, market. just the UK market, right? Oh. Right. Yeah. Which is like considering we're always bleating on about you know complete brain drain and we need tax relief like that you know for games development like they have in Canada and everything. I mean that's say that really is saying something that we can still overtake Japan when we think our own industry is you know completely crippled by tax and. Um, you know, sort of talented developers going to more lucrative markets in America and Canada. Hmm. I didn't realize how lucrative Canada was. <laughs> I hear, um, as far as taxes, I do get a lot of press releases for people that are uh, uh, trying to convince developers from England to move out to the Isle of Man, which apparently is like some sort of protectorate of yours or something. <laughs> Oh, maybe it's a tax haven. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, so so Shella, what what um, why don't, why don't you bring us up to speed? What what's going on in Japan, and what are some of the things that you've seen as far as the problems that they're having in the market? Okay, well, there's basically just all the big names in Japan have been kind of um. Well, we've had who is it? The CEO of Square Enix, mm-hmm. Hideo Kojima. Um, Iwata, the Nintendo boss, um, the head of research and development at Capcom, Keiji Inafune, who um, designed Mega Man and has, you know, um, his type credits include Onimusha, Dead Rising. Um, and they've all been saying, you know, that the, the Japanese games industry is not what it was. It's in real trouble. Um and um, the head of Square Enix, he he said, um, you know, the game, the trouble was the game, the games industry in Japan became so successful that we didn't recruit any new talent. And then when you look at today's main creators, they are people like Hideo Kojima, who are veterans. I mean, I know they're only like in their 30s or something. So they're not, you know, they're not exactly Miyazaki, who's in his 80s. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, considering it's such a young, sort of youth-oriented industry, 30 is getting on a little bit. That's sort of veteran, isn't it? And, um, 
Whereas in the West, we're always looking for the next new thing. It's like, yeah, you're, you're great now, but there's like this young guy here who's got this cool game and, you know, you can easily get knocked off the top of the tree. Whereas I think in Japan, it's part of their culture to kind of respect um, who's at the top now and, you know, really support them to do their greatest work and things. And I think because they became so successful with that, um, they, they take their eye off the ball, basically. And um, Enterbrain says that apparently the Japanese market shrank in 2008. Hmm. And um, like we say, you know, the UK is heading to be the second largest market in the world. So it's a situation where, I mean, I guess in, in the one sense you can, you can blame it on the West. We, we basically don't respect anybody. <laughs> but, I mean, in a sense that's almost a good thing because it keeps everybody working and, and innovative. Yeah. Whereas yeah. In, in Japan, you have some new guy coming along and, and basically, I, I can see it, you know, just the, the old guys who run the, who run the industry just probably said, okay, you know, you can work in a mailroom or something maybe, but. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you've got to earn your stripes kind of thing. Um, yeah. and then meanwhile, of course, you know, uh, as meanwhile, Microsoft comes into the market. And with Microsoft comes Halo and with Halo comes the FPS market, which just like blows open the console, you know, FPS thing completely. So it's all about the FPS and Gears of War and Medal of Honor and, you know, all Call of Duty, all those sorts of things. Which, of course, Japan has no history with FPS or um, PC gaming. Oh. You know, that's sort of... Um, that sort of strand of gaming is just not them at all. So, um, and then there were things like GTA, which, you know, again, is very Western culture. Um, whereas before we'd have had big magical swords and, you know, um, been playing Final Fantasy and, uh, you know, having amazing cutscenes. It's okay. Breathe, Todd. Breathe. <laughs> I say it's one of the few times I've We've I said it. Over. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know Todd doesn't doesn't like Final Fantasy, but you know, I, I had. I can hear his. Teeth no, I don't like it. Things. I hate that series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been uh, I've been given a lot of the Final Fantasy titles to Ken to review, so he, he's a little more open minded. Although he's like, my God, I don't know any of this backstory, and he's trying to get into it, yeah. figure out what's going on. But yeah. I, you know, you bring up an interesting point, Shella. I I hadn't realized that but but you're right i mean grand theft auto obviously is you know an americanized type of thing and, mm, and yeah. you know and I, I've, I've seen some british crime movies i'm sure you guys can can relate <laughs> to, mm, to, yeah. to that type of uh atmosphere but yeah in japan i guess i guess it is different i mean they're really yeah. into sort of the the swords and sorcery and you know the the yeah that's sort of not in their culture to do things that way so and that was another reason why why I stopped importing as much because uh, a lot of the genres I grew up with. I mean, I was a big fan of two D shooters, mm-hmm. mm. and I got a lot of those on the Saturn. I mean, the Thunder Force series was one of my favorites, and Part Five I had to import for my Saturn. Uh, with the advent of three D, they phased out, as well as many fighters. I mean, yeah, Street Fighter Four came out recently, but aside from that, they haven't uh, released anymore. I mean, they yeah. they, had, they had Blaze Blue come out a couple. Months ago, which I personally detested, and and thankfully Tekken Six will be coming out at the end of the month, and I will be getting that. 
Mm. Might be the first Japanese based title I've gotten in a long time. Yeah. Well, Shell, let me let me ask you this now. Uh, in reading some of the things that you'd sent over to me, it seems like it seems like Jap- Japan's problem is twofold. Actually, it seems like number one, they release a game that doesn't have worldwide appeal anymore because it's it's mm. not a shooter and it's not a Grand Theft Auto type of title and so forth. But it sounds like even within their own country or you know in their own market they release a game and it's not it's not selling that well and i mean it just seems yeah. it almost seems like their own uh their own people are not buying buying their games and i mean i i don't know what what that would be other than maybe they want to be have more western like games i guess i mean part of the things i've been reading about it you know they were saying in the west we kind of take influences from other industries, um, you know, whether that be film or comics or um, we might not do it very successfully, but <laughs> we've, 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 <laughs> we do it nonetheless. We've certainly done enough gin lounges on uh, film and comic books <laughs> and everything else. I thought I'd better make that side note because we've done <laughs> so many gin lounges on how crap we are at doing that. But we try. Yeah. We keep trying. We do. We, do, we try. But... Um, I don't think the Japanese um, games industry does that so much in terms of recruiting talent and sort of and um, swapping skills and um, and and things like that um, and and influences. um, I think it is just because it was the source of it all um, that maybe they've just kind of painted themselves into a corner. And um, um, I'm sure. I, I don't think that the Japanese market is dead at all because it's always been so innovative. And uh, I'm just, I, why would that innovation just suddenly sort of fizzle out and die? It's just there's no reason for it at all. It's just they've kind of got to catch up with the fact that we do live in a gaming world that now has WoW and mm. that has GTA and, you know, um, the king of the console is no longer the driving game, Gran Turismo, or um, the role-playing game um, that was um, Final Fantasy. Yeah, they've just got to kind of catch up. Well, it sounds like uh, it sounds like some of the top the top bosses at the different. Uh, it's kind of cool they have bosses. <laughs> you know, you know, you know here, well, UK boss, you know, Joe Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting to have that title, but it sounds like some of their top people understand that there's a problem. So, yeah. uh, at Japan, it seems like I guess because of the way their culture is set up, you know, change has to come from the top down, and it, so it sounds like at least like the top the top people know that it's a problem. So maybe maybe things will they, maybe things will turn around. Now, uh, I, I guess Todd, what, what, do you, what do you, I mean, Shello sort of thinks the 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 Japanese market might might be able to resurge, but I mean, what do you think? Are you seeing any signs of the resurgence? I know you mentioned that the Tekken. Yeah, well, aside from Tekken, though, um, I've been doing some research on some old series that I grew up with, mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. like when Contra came out. I mean, that was a purely Japanese games game series. Oh, I didn't know that. That was a, until they released the games on the Saturn and PlayStation, which ironically was developed by a company in Hungary called Appaloosa. Really. However, their games were terrible. <laughs> they were critically panned. So a couple years later, when they came out for the PlayStation 2, they went back to the Japanese market. And one game for it was good, and the other game was okay, but it was, felt more like Robotron than Contra. Mm. Mm. However, just recently, um, you may have saw my Contra 4 review. Uh, yes, I did. You would be surprised to know that that was an American developer that made that game. Really? 
Yeah. Yeah, Way Forward's based out of California. Hmm. And also, uh, we talked about Infunion with Dead Rising 2. Mm. It's being developed by a Canadian developer. Yeah. I mean, Black the new Castlevania Games. game is get, being developed by a Spanish um, developer. And, you know, that's, that's, e- that's either a sign of the demise of the Japanese market or of them sort of trying to be more West-centric, you know, uh-huh. and, and using that talent. And, well, in all, and what, they may, they, what about they, I was just saying, I was just going to make the point, they may, not have the, they may not have the choice. They may have to uh-huh. go to these other markets, go to Canada, go to Spain, go to, go to Hungary in the U.S. Yeah. Because if they don't have the guys to do it, then they have to go outside to get it done. I was going to say, what about one of the most heralded Nintendo series of all time, Metroid? When Prime was made by uh, an American developer, mm. it was made by Retro Studios, and they're based in Austin, Texas. Hmm. Yeah. And they, hmm. I mean, they literally turned that series around. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe the, it may not be um, the fact that they don't have the talent in Japan, but they want that Western perspective. Hmm. You know, they, they need to be less introspective and, you know, accept that they can't do everything within their little well, island and, and, and sell it anymore. Because I just realized, though, um, I just realized, though, I was wrong about that because mm. I forgot at E3, Nintendo unlocked the, um, the latest one called Other M. Mm. And that's being developed by a well-known Japanese developer. It's being developed by Team Ninja. Mm. Mm. It used to work with Tecmo and um, yeah. the Dead or Alive series before Itagaki yeah. left them. Yeah. So maybe they might be going back to them. Well, Shella, yeah. um, question because you had you recently were in Japan and at, did was what what about like the infl- I mean one of the things that made Japan so strong was because video games are really part of their culture. I mean, more so than anywhere, mm. more so than anywhere else. I mean, I I love to play video games in the United in the United States, but Looking around the whole population, that that's not uh, I'm I'm a very rare entity, I guess you might say. But when yeah. you were in Japan, I mean, do you, do you saw like actual like arcades and things, and they were they were full of of people, right? Oh yeah, I mean the arcade scene there is just insane. <laughs> mm-hmm. They they're just absolutely massive, and the, yeah, like the arcade hasn't died, mm-hmm. and they're and they're really plush and sort of. Um, shiny and futuristic and cool looking and they're just like tables and tables uh, they, they have these horse racing sort of betting games and it's it's like some weird land party or something well, where they just like ma- sit there watching these horse races and well maybe we very well i was just thinking maybe we've stumbled onto something with that i, I mean in the u.s obviously we, we did our show on arcades and you know, arcades are few and far between, and I assume it's probably the same way in England. I wonder if because the arcades are so such like almost like nightclubs and places that people want to hang out at, I wonder if that decreases their home console market, you know, because they don't have to get a PlayStation 3 because they can go get a really cool experience in the arcades. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, because... The but the console market was always driven by the arcades, though, back in the day, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Um, you know, with Daytona and Street Fighter and all those games came from the arcade and then were put on console. But, um, you know, then the console, the graphics overtook the arcade game. And, you know, that was 
that's why it became obsolete in the West. But I don't know. I don't know. It's a bit of a mystery, really. Mm. Well, it's definitely something. I do not know the answer. <laughs> it's definitely something that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Now that now that you've yeah. brought it to our attention, <laughs> yeah. our, our our brothers over in Japan are really struggling. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. the two of you uh, have both um, done a lot of importing and so forth and watched this market. So as as our final question, I'm going to ask each of you uh, what you think is going to be the end game for the for the Japanese market. Do you think that they will be able to recover? Do you think that that, or do you think that their influence is, you know, pretty much, you know, uh, a footnote in the history books? And we'll go with Todd first. It's hard to say, really, because like I, I mean, I mean, we talked about the developers who um, originally made Japanese-only series as coming to the U.S. Mm-hmm. And then, like, then I realized I retconned myself with the uh, Metroid situation, how it's being done by Team Ninja. Certain genres will have their niche market, mm-hmm. or or. Japanese developers will be able to have their niche market, like mostly in classic fighting, and um, if they ever bring back shooters, um, then then that's a possibility. Okay. And, but well, the other thing you got to keep in mind is also like how the Xbox 360 is not doing well in Japan, mm-hmm. for, especially after being an American-based system. And like Shella said about the shooters, I mean that's what dominates that system. Mm. So it's hard to tell. It depends on how the market or how the uh, how the genres go. Eventually, they may come up with some new technology like the Wii, and uh, they'll end up getting their niche again. That's true. <laughs> Who knows? That's true. That's true. They you you can always almost always count on the Japanese to to come up with something innovative. Well, Shella, what do you think? It sounds like you're a little more uh, hopeful that uh, or or expecting yeah. of them for them to come back. Yeah, I mean, well, at the moment we can't deny that the Wii is the top selling console in in the world at the moment and the Wii is by Nintendo and Nintendo is Japanese so um, yeah and you know that's innovated it's completely it's created a brand new market and um, that's what the Japanese are good at they're good at innovating and you know we don't know what's around the corner in terms of games you know there's talk of 3d gaming there's project natal uh you know there's all sorts of things cooking and um you know you can never count the japanese out i don't think uh you know we have people like suda 51 who's still um producing great sort of innovative games and um yeah and hideo kojima see what he does i don't mm-hmm. know well, let's 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 do this. Let's uh, let's schedule another Gin Lounge show uh, for one year from today. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll go back and we'll see where we'll the see. Where the Japanese market is. I would be surprised personally if Japan was completely yeah. out of the game. <laughs> um, but you know, it will be interesting to see. There's some like, for example, the UK market uh, becoming number two is just fascinating. I mean. Maybe for once, Shella, you guys won't get the shaft every time pricing schemes get announced. <laughs> Something. It'll be released here first, and it won't cost a freaking fortune. Yay. You've bought your way into the top three. Congratulations. I know. We had to kick Japan when they were down, but we got there. That's awesome. We'll, we'll see how that goes. All right, if anyone listening uh, here at GameIndustry.com or over on iTunes wants to uh, write to us, you can do so at ginlounge at GameIndustry.com. Let us know what kind of cool import titles you all are playing. 
And until next time, I'm John Breeden, and we will see you yeah, as, the, as the rollout music begins to play. We will see you next time in the lounge. We need you on.